0: You're listening to The Preaching Podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message.
1: Take your Bibles, if you will. We're looking at the book of Psalms. We're looking at Psalm 119, Psalm 119, and we'll begin reading in verse number 49. We'll read down to verse number 56. And when you find your place there, if you're able, if you could please stand in honor of the reading of the word of God, Psalm 119, verse number 49, Psalm 119 and verse number 49, the Bible says, remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction for thy word hath quickened me. The proud have had me greatly in derision. Yet have I not declined from thy law. Verse 52, I remember thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night and have kept thy law. This I had because I kept thy precepts.
0: Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. May we never uh, get tired of it. Uh, May we never take it for granted. I pray that we would always uh, be receptive. I pray that we would always uh, ask you and, and pray that you would open our eyes, that we would behold wondrous things out of thy law. I pray that we would not just come to church and hear the word, but I pray that we would come to church and hear the word, and I pray we'd take it with us, and I pray we'd apply it and live it every day. I pray there'd be some things that are shared tonight from this particular psalm uh, that we would immediately put into practice in our lives. And Holy Spirit, would you show us the areas that need improvement? And would you show us any sin that needs to be confessed? And would you please show us some things that could help us tonight to live the victorious Christian life? We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. I want you to notice in this particular portion of Psalm 119. We'll start right there in verse number 49. It says, remember the word unto thy servant. Now I understand that there are times where uh, God has made a promise and you know, we're, we're, we're thinking, boy, I hope God remembers that promise. I hope God will come through for me on that one. Uh, Have you ever been there where you needed God to come through and keep a promise? Oh, yeah, we've been there and sometimes I think we can we can think well If it were me that made the promise I might need a reminder. How many of you like reminders? Let me see your hands. All right. How many of you need reminders for reminders, right? Like you, 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 you write a, a, a note, and then you write another note to remind you about the note that reminded you about the event or whatever. And we like reminders. We need reminders. Sometimes we get to be forgetful. Uh, sometimes I'll write myself a reminder, and then I can't read my own writing. You know, have you ever done that before? But can I tell you, I got good news for you tonight. God doesn't need your reminder. God doesn't need my reminder. God's going to keep his promises, but God certainly loves it when we know his promises. God certainly knows it when we remember uh, that he has made a promise. And David just says, Lord, please remember the word unto thy, what's that next word? Servant. I think that's a reminder that I need sometimes. I need to remember that God does not Need me, but I need him. God does not need me, but God has chosen to use me in spite of me. There's times I'll, I'll look at uh, maybe, uh, for instance, at, at this church, and I'll think about the fact that it is an amazing privilege that we have to serve God. And I want to tell you, I, I don't, it's not because of me. It's not because of anything good in me. It's all because of him and anything good in my life is certainly not because of me. It's certainly because of God's mercy and God's grace and God's goodness in my life. And I'm just the servant. This week as we go out, I think that'd be a good reminder for us that we're not calling the shots. Our life belongs to God. He's the master. We're the servant. I don't know what your boss is like at work. I hope you have a boss that's kind. Uh, I hope you have a boss that's compassionate. Um, I know uh, with our staff, they only wish they had a boss that was nice. I crack the whip. I, I, you, we've, we've had to soundproof my office because of all the yelling and the screaming that I do at these guys. And we've had to replace some things because I, I throw things at these guys. And uh, I mean, it's, it gets violent in there. But I don't know what your boss is like at work. But I'll tell you this. It's good when we work to please, we work to serve the master. But we have a master that is greater than any earthly boss. It's greater than any government authority. He's greater than any king. He's greater than any legislator. We have the king of kings and Lord of lords that we get to serve. Remember the word unto thy servant Number one, if you'll jot down the word serving, we're just servants. We're just serving God. And it's a privilege that we get to be a part of God's work upon which thou hast caused me to hope. David says the word that you gave God, I want you to remember the promise because I need it. But he said, it is your word that has caused me to hope. Now I've said it before, and maybe you want to circle that word hope or underline that word hope. The word hope in the Bible, we're not talking about a hope so. We're not talking about, you know, cross your fingers and, you know, flip a coin. And maybe if you get lucky, maybe things will work. That's not the hope we're talking about. We're talking about our confidence. And our confidence is in God. Our confidence is in the word of God. And David said, your word has caused me to hope. Jot down the word serving number one, but number two, would you write down the word security? David said, "My hope, uh, my rock, my confidence, my security is in God." I'm so thankful that when God is in control and when God has made a promise, I'm glad that we are safe and secure. Let's think about. Let's just think about our salvation. Aren't you glad that once you get saved, it's eternal? It is forever, it is everlasting that when God saves you, he doesn't save you and then leave it up to you to keep yourself saved. God saves you by his grace and by his mercy and God keeps you in his hand and you are safe and you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Hallelujah, Uh, for the security that we have in Christ. I want you to notice verse number 50. This, David said, is my comfort in my affliction for thy word hath quickened me would you jot down the word number three the word is solace david said my comfort this is my comfort well what's the comfort david says your word is my comfort remember uh, a week ago wednesday we were talking about some uh comfort foods that we have and we're talking about maybe some of you, uh, your comfort food is, uh, I don't know what we talked about. Uh, I'm not big on desserts and, and all that. I'm mean, not eat them. I'm not saying I'm against them. I'll eat them, but I like real food. How many of you like real food? I mean, you know, if, if, if you want to have a good day or a good event, just have a good meal. That's going to take care of a lot right there, right? But could you imagine if you had that comfort food, whatever that 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 item is or whatever that menu is and. It was sitting on the table and you never ate it. And you could smell it. You could see it. You knew it was there. You knew it'd be good, but you never ate it. We say, now, now why would you let that go to waste? Well, I think so many times we let this book go to waste. It's our comfort. It's better than any food. It's more precious than gold. It's sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. And so many times we let this book sit on the dresser or, or sit on the shelf or, 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 or sit uh, 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 on the, the nightstand. So many times we don't open it. David said, when I, when I get your word out, he said, this word is my comfort. It is my solace in my affliction. I don't like affliction. I've told you that before. I don't like pain. Um, I'm not a big fan of it if I can avoid pain I will but you know if you never have pain you don't truly appreciate comfort right if you never have experienced a valley you don't really appreciate the mountaintops if you've never had disappointment you don't truly appreciate the joy and the excitement that comes with victory and David said, I've had some affliction, but in my affliction and through my affliction, I find comfort in the word of God. Hallelujah for the word of God. Turn with me, if you would, hold your place in Psalm 119. Turn with me to the New Testament, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Oh, boy, I, I, I almost started talking about comfort foods tonight and... Uh, I caught myself. Hopefully I won't go back to that. Because how many of you are already hungry right now and we're just getting started? I, I know. Did anybody think about milkshakes this afternoon? Anybody think about those cookout milkshakes? How many of you knew that cookout was open until 3 a.m.? How many of you knew that? See, it's amazing the things you learn at church that even have nothing to do with the Bible. Hopefully we'll learn from the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 4. The Bible, talking about our God, talking about his word, it says, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Aren't you glad that God can comfort us in every tribulation, every affliction, every problem we face? God has the comfort. God has the answer for us. But then notice the reason. It says that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, when we receive comfort from God, that is not for us to set on a shelf and say, yeah, I'm so glad God comforted me there. I needed that. And then to leave it there. When we receive comfort from God, that's for us to take. For us to give to somebody else and say, you know, I went through something and here's how God comforted me. I'd like to comfort you. And you know what you find is that your affliction, your problem can turn into a blessing because God can use you and God can use me to show his comfort. And if God can comfort you, he can comfort me. And if God can comfort me, he can comfort you and he can use us to comfort and encourage others in their tribulation. It says, by the comfort, it's the same comfort wherewith we are comforted of God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter seven, verse six, it says, nevertheless, God that comforteth those that are cast down. So what does it mean to be cast down? It means you're defeated. It means you're, you're down, you're out, you're ready to give up, you're ready to quit, you're ready to throw in the towel and God can reach way down to where you are, and God can lift you up, and God can give you comfort. He can give you hope. He can give you your joy back. He can give you strength. He can help you in your affliction. That's what David said. He said, your word is my comfort in my affliction. He said, for thy word hath quickened me. Would you jot down number four, the word strength, and look back with me at Psalm 119. Thy word David says, hath quickened me. We've we've studied that word before, but the word quicken, it means to make alive. I'll I'll give you a, a, a verse that'll help us, I think, understand this. Ephesians 2, it says, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Did you know before you got saved, you were dead? God didn't just come around and find that you were sick and you needed a a little medicine to make you feel better. You were dead. You were gone. There was no hope. There was no pulse. There was no sign of life. And there was nothing that you could do to give yourself life. But Jesus came by. Jesus gave you new life. Gave you new hope. Gave you new purpose. Gave you strength. And when you had no strength. Number four, the word is strength. The Bible says in Hebrews 4, 12, the word of God is quick. There's that word quick or, or quickened. That word quick, it means the Bible is alive. It's a living book. You can read a newspaper and it might help you. It might, I don't know if there's any positive news in the newspaper, but maybe you could read an article that would help you. Uh, I, I don't read it anymore, but years ago, I used to get the Reader's Digest and sometimes there'd be some funny stuff in there or there'd be some neat stories and and that might be able to help you. But no other book is alive like the Bible. No other book is inspired. No other book has the power and the breath of God on it. But this book right here, David said, thy word hath quickened me. Notice verse 51. The proud, David said, have had me greatly in derision. Yet have I not declined from thy law. That word derision, it means to mock or to scorn. Jot down, if you would, number five, the word is scorning. David said, there are some people who have scorned me. There are some people who have made fun of me. There are some people who laugh at me. And it's proud people, it's arrogant people, it's people that are are proud against the things of God. But David said, it doesn't matter what people say to me. Doesn't matter what people do to me. Notice what he says. Yet have I not declined from thy law. That word declined, it means to turn aside. David said, I don't care what anybody says. You can mock at me. You can laugh at me. You can make fun of me. You can do whatever you want to do to me. But David said, I'm not getting off course. I am not turning aside. I'm sticking with the book. That'd be a great decision to make tonight to say, you know what? I'm not going to worry what the people at work say. I'm not going to worry about what maybe some neighbors might say or people that think, you know, man, here you are a Sunday night. You could be out doing whatever, but yet you're in church and you're trying to believe, read the Bible, and you're trying to do what God tells you to do. That's foolish. I got news for you. There's coming a day when we're going to find out who's foolish. And the fool is not the person who is stuck with the Bible. The fool is the one who hath said in his heart, There is no God. Turn with me back to Psalm 2. Psalm 2, if you would. The Bible says, In Verse number one, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Verse two, the kings of the earth, they set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast their cords away from us. Look at verse number four. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Now I want to tell you, we have a God who is holy. We have a God who is merciful. We have a God who is loving. But there's coming a day for all those who are mocking God, for all those who are saying that God's not real, And all the people that want to say that uh, the Bible is just a fairy tale and it's just a bunch of made up stories to make people feel better. There is coming a day, let me tell you, when God on his throne is going to look at those people and he is going to laugh and say, I am God. I always have been. I always will be. And those people someday every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go out and laugh at those people. I think we ought to go out and have a broken heart for those people. I think we ought to look at people who mock God and laugh God. We'll see that in a minute. minute. I think we ought to look at them and say, those people need Jesus before it's too late. Those people need to trust Christ before they spend eternity, before they begin eternity in a place called hell. But the Bible tells us that the proud, they had David in derision. They laughed at David, but there's coming a day when the tables are gonna be turned. David said, I have not declined. I've not turned aside from thy law. Number six, the word is steadfast. David said, I'm sticking with the Bible. I'm staying true. Can I encourage you tonight? Like Paul encouraged uh, the, uh, the church at Corinth, he said, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as ye know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I want to tell you, it's worth it to serve God. It's worth it to take God's word and to believe it and to live it. It is true and God has promised us Uh, There's coming a day when we will see and we will experience eternity. And I want to tell you, when we get get over there in heaven, Brother Nathan led us in that song, No More Night. Well, we're we're not going to have any regrets for the time we served God. We're not going to have any regrets for the decisions we made to stick with the Word of God. Notice verse number 53. Excuse Excuse me, verse 52, David said, Again, I remembered thy judgments this whole psalm 119 is all about the word of god david says i remember thy judgments of old o lord and have comforted myself there's that that comfort or that solace again but i want you to notice the phrase where david says i have remembered thy judgments of old did you know that this is an old book uh, the bible is an old book, and I don't just mean it was printed a long time ago, but what I mean is that this book was settled in heaven, and this book is eternal, and this book will last forever. And David said, your promises, your word, your, your truths, people may say they're old, and people may say that they're outdated, and they've been around for a long time, but I wanna tell you, it's true. It always has been. It always will be. And I'm thankful that we have a Bible and we have a word of God that does not change with the times. Have you ever, have you ever looked back on some pictures? Or have you ever looked back in some uh, uh, maybe photo albums or, or, or magazines or uh, maybe you've, you've seen some old commercials from when you were growing up? You know what we find that a lot of things in life are just fads a lot of things in life are just phases uh maybe it's hairstyles i'll use hairstyles because it doesn't matter to me what hairstyle it is if you've got hair it's a good hairstyle right now some of you may not feel that way but for me any day with hair is a good hair day but maybe you look at some old hairdos and you think what in the world was i thinking or you think this what were my parents thinking Why did they let me out of the house? And you know what happens with those old pictures. They bring them out at all the family reunions, right? Just to torment you and say, oh, look at this picture. And you're like, that wasn't my fault. That was my parents. You know, they're the ones that did it. But you know, this world, things change so much. The things you thought were so amazing 20 years ago or 30 years ago, now you laugh and say, what in the world? But I'm thankful that this book does not change. I'm thankful that we have the Bible. Thy judgments of old, O Lord, have comforted. I've comforted myself with thy judgments. Verse 53, the Bible says, horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. That word horror, literally, it's the word indignation. We're not talking about uh, watching a horror film. We're literally talking about the fact that you see something and you're you're horrified by it. Um, And this this is not Bible, this is just an illustration, but I am horrified. I am horrified if I ever take somebody to a restaurant that I really like, and I tell them to try a food that I really, really like, and they taste it and they say, that's not very good. I am horrified. I'm thinking, how could you not like that? That's the greatest thing in Roanoke Rapids. That's the greatest thing I've ever had. And and, and it's like, it bothers me. Like, are are you okay? I mean, is everything all right? I mean, how could you not like this or whatever it may be? But can I tell you, David says, I'm horrified because of the wicked that forsake thy law. I want to tell you, we should be horrified by some of the things that people are doing and some of the things that people are saying and some of the things that are going on in our nation that are a smack in the the face of anything righteous and anything godly. And David says, I'm horrified by these things because of the wicked that forsake thy law. David says in Psalm 55, the word horror is used four times in the Bible, twice in Psalms, and It says in verse number five, he says, Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. I want to tell you, it's still wicked to forsake the word of God. Like David said here, he said, the wicked, he said, I'm horrified by the fact that the wicked would forsake thy law. But I want to also take it a step further and say that we should be horrified to think about the destination. Of people that reject God that ought to bother us it ought to bother us to think that people that we know and people we love and people we see every day that reject the gospel that reject the gift of salvation that people will spend eternity in a place called hell that ought to bother us I think sometimes the longer we're saved, the more we we, kind of tune that out and say, well, I'm saved and my family's saved and my friends are saved and praise God for that. You better make sure your family's saved. If you've got a lost loved one, you ought to be praying for them. You ought to be fasting for them. You ought to be weeping for their soul and for their salvation. But it ought to horrify us to think that people without Christ will spend eternity separated from God in fire fire and torment forever and ever. David said, a horror hath taken hold upon me. Verse 54, he says, thy statutes. Again, it's the word of God that has been my song in the house of my pilgrimage. The word number seven was the word shock or horror that David felt. The word number eight I want to give you is the word song. David said, your word, it's not just something I read, but it's something I sing about. And he said, your word has been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. That word pilgrimage, it's a a temporary abiding place. It's literally a place for a sojourner. We would say that like a motel or a hotel. As you're passing through an area, you'd stay there. And David says, "Uh, when I'm traveling, when I'm away from home, when I'm sojourning through a strange place, he said, there's something I got that I can take with me. And it's the word of God. And he said, your word has become my song. Uh, don't you love it when you, you have a song in your, in your heart and boy, God will bring that song to remembrance and it'll help you and it'll encourage you. I don't know what you'll take with you this week, but you ought to take that song with you. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. You ought to take the song with you uh, that we sang, uh, No More Night and Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. But David said, Your word, he said, It's been a song for me in the house of my pilgrimage. Number nine, the word is stranger. We're just strangers. We're just passing through. But I'm glad we've got the map. We've got the word of God to lead us and to guide us every step of the way. Verse 55, David said, I've remembered thy name, O Lord, O Lord in the night and have kept thy law the word i want you to jot down is number 10 the word sorrow when david says that i have remembered thy name in the night i think david's indicating that there's been some times when he couldn't sleep there's been some times when he should have been sleeping and it was the middle of the night but he said i just i couldn't sleep he said i needed something Maybe it was David weeping over his sin, or maybe it was David weeping over his son, or weeping over uh, some people that he loved, but he said, but in the night, he said, your word has been there, and I've remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept thy law. David made it clear. He said, God, even when I'm in the night season, even when I'm in a time of sorrow or sadness, He said, God, I'm still going to keep your law. I'm still going to do it your way. I'm still going to do what you've told me to do. And then verse number 56. This I had because I kept thy precepts. It's interesting the way that he closes out this section. And this is an alphabetical uh, psalm. Each of these sections is a, a letter of the Hebrew alphabet that every one of these verses begins with in the Hebrew. But verse 56, he says, this I had. Well, what does he mean that he had these things? Well, in this section, he talks about hope. In this section, he talks about comfort. In this section, he talks about remembering God's word and remembering God's name. And he talks about the song. And and David said, basically, all of these things that I've just listed, he said, all of these good things, all of these blessings, I have because of your word. And you know, I was thinking about that. The word number 11 is the word supernatural. But everything good we have in our lives, any any hope that we have, any confidence that we have, any comfort that we have, any blessing that we have, it all comes because of this book right here. It all comes because of the promises of God. And I want to tell you, anything good in my life and anything good in your life, if you're honest, it's supernatural. It's all because of God's mercy. Just think of where we would be tonight. Think of where you would be if it were not for God. Probably we'd be in hell. You say, well, why do you think we'd be in hell? Why do you, well, you don't think we would have lived to be this, to be, uh, this age? Probably not. Because the fact that some of us are alive is only because of the mercy of God. It's only because of the protection of God. If Satan had his way, he'd take every one of us down as quickly as he possibly could. Satan loves death, but God is the giver of life. David said, this I had, everything good in my life, all the blessings I have. He said, it's all because of your word.